All right, cool. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. (coughs) 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 Okay. Hi, everyone. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Another episode of Banterly with your hosts. I'm Aditi. And I'm Aiden. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Oh, you know, another another day and um, dollars, ideally, is maybe how the saying, saying doesn't go. Amen. Another yeah. day, another dollar. Yeah. Here we go. How's your week? What pop culture stuff have you been diving into this week? I... The craziest thing is happening to my TikTok for you page. And hey, am I giving into it? Sure. I'm guilty of a lot of things here. I am only getting videos from former members of the Hype House doing dances from like 2019 and 2020. And it's so bad but addicting in a way that I see Bryce Hall and I can't look away. And then it'll be Addison and Charlie. And I'm like, this is what we cons- we made them famous. And hey, I'm, I'm back in it. <laughs> so are these recent videos of them? No. Do, or they're just old videos? People like are reposting. So people are reposting all of the old videos that were deeply popular, especially during the pandemic. And like... I don't know. I've been getting a lot of video compilations and everything of people romanticizing 2019, 2020, like COVID era TikTok and how we were all hyper online. On one hand, I was like, guys, come on, this just happened. But then I'm like, wait, this was like five years ago. And TikTok feels like a completely different place now. Like, I'm watching all of this, and I was like, how are we taking this seriously? So I just, it's interesting how so much changes in a small amount of time, but arguably, it's been a long time. It has been a long time. And thinking back to, um, look, well, looking at my own TikToks that I was posting back then, a lot of dances. I did and so many dances, I need to delete all I of them. I feel like <laughs> nobody does dance, like, there's no, we don't have a renegade, we don't have a, I'm a savage. Ooh, classy. That's exactly what Uh, I've been watching, like that era. I I miss those. Like it was like a united, like oh, like do you know the renegade dance? Like let's do it together, friend. Like Mm -hmm. it's like oh, let's make a video. Now it's like we can lip sync this trending sound or like do this, but it's doesn't have that that newness. It was just so right exciting. I don't Uh, know. I loved it. I loved it too. I remember I got introduced to TikTok by some young children of my mom, one of my mom's friends that came to visit us one summer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, like, this is kind of fun. And that was the summer before our freshman year of college. So I was on TikTok kind of before everybody else, but I was embarrassed. I remember eating at a dining hall for breakfast at before my 8 a.m., like on TikTok, but like hiding it over my shoulder because I was like, nobody can see. I'm scrolling on TikTok. And then boom, Next semester, everybody's on TikTok. So it's interesting how that app has really 
it's the journey of TikTok. It's, I agree. It's a yeah. crazy. It's a crazy journey. I had the same experience. Like people weren't really on it, but I was deeply obsessed with it in a way that I don't think other people understood. And then look what everyone went crawling to. Exactly. When the pandemic hit, we were there first. We were there first. We put the flag and we said. Mm-hmm. We were here first. Hey, we were here. Quite similar to the moon landing, actually, a lot of people say, (laughs) our our experience discovering TikTok. We did that. Um, Anyway, (laughs) I don't know. I feel like there are a lot of things that bring me back to a specific moment of life. And I feel like that leads to our question of the day, which is, what's your most nostalgic childhood show? What takes you back? What takes me back? I, when I first thought of this question, my mind immediately went to like Disney Channel and talked about Hannah Montana, those sweet life of Zach and Cody. But I think to be really nostalgic and to really make me be like, wow, those were the good old days. I have to go back a little bit, a little bit further to those PBS kids shows. I loved, I really loved them. I loved Arthur. I liked Cyber Chase, Mr. Rogers, The Rough Ruffman Show. Which, when I was Googling, like, the PBS kids shows to, like, remind myself about what I used to like, the Rough Ruffman show, I don't know if you watched that show, but I always thought it was Fest with Rough Ruffman. That was the name of the show, but I guess the show's not called that. It's called The Rough Ruffman Show. So I don't know if I maybe saw the wrong article about it, but, or the wrong show that I was, but it's like the Mandela effect, because I swear Mm. it was Fetch with Ruff Ruffman, Um, and then Curious George. I feel like those are all like, any of me and I was like five or six, and like watching TV when I was allowed to watch it in those rare times, but I feel like PBS was pretty educational, so I think I was a lot more readily available to me when I was younger than Disney Channel and Nickelodeon, which was reserved for when I was at my grandparents' house, so. Yeah, I also wasn't allowed to watch Disney Channel all the time. I my mind did immediately go to those shows. But actually, when you mentioned PBS shows, did you ever watch uh, the Big Comfy Couch? Does that sound familiar to you in any way? Not ringing a bell, but maybe if I saw like a clip, maybe it would ring some bells. Yeah, I don't know how to explain it. There's a scene. I think every episode where she lays down on a carpet and it's shaped like a clock, and there's a clock song and it's how i learned how to tell time i think through that show maybe unless i'm completely making that up but i loved i loved that show i also i don't know if you recently saw that elmo tweeted recently elmo uh the creature Balsamic vinegar. I love your impression of Elmo. <laughs> Wait, it's I, actually really so. Wait, I, what is that line? Elmo does want. Elmo wants balsamic. What is the, what is the uh, line? He's doing a recipe with Jimmy Fallon, and he's like balsamic vinegar. Balsamic vinegar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my friends love my impression of the um, gingerbread man from Shrek when he's like, oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> do it. I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Continue. Sorry. Sorry. Actually, Um, relatedly to childhood (laughs) movies, I guess, I'm obsessed with Madagascar. And I always, I love to do a Mort impression, uh, like King Julian and Mort, because he's always like, 
King Julian, can I touch your feet? Uh, so <laughs> I've been waiting a- for that. <laughs> <laughs> I think when we first when met, we first I was met. like, just wait, I'm gonna pull it out on recording, and you're not gonna know it's coming. Oh uh, God, anyway, so now that so we've good. done impressions uh, <laughs> and nostalgia and things like that, why don't we get into the core of this episode, which is nostalgia and just That's wanting to go back to. A specific time, uh, which we do a lot with a little something called reboots. The age of the reboot, it's what some might call the era of media that we were in. It feels like most of the shows that we're watching are reboots of shows that either came out five years ago or 30 years ago. There really is no in-between. They're Mm -hmm. rebooting things that I was alive to watch the the old one, which makes me feel old, even though we're not old. We're not old. We're, we're not. No. We're children. We're children. I'm practically like, I'm a little boy who just happens to have to go to work. Yeah. And hey, did I ask for it? I don't know. Oh, no, I did not. But <laughs> everybody's got to do it. But I mean, just some that come to mind, Fuller House, they just announced that new Wizards of Waverly Place reboot, which will be interesting to see. I've seen a lot of the cast is getting together for that. Is Selena Gomez actually a part of it? Because I'm hearing some people say it's only a couple of episodes, but also Selena Gomez just keeps getting into yeah. a lot of controversy. Very interesting. Oh, well, I don't know about the controversy, but I've heard that she's a producer and she'll be in the pilot. But I don't know if she'll be... Oh, but not as a recurring, not as Alex? I think she'll be involved with it behind the scenes, but I think it's David Henry, a.k.a. Justin Russo, who's going to be the main person. But then I saw they posted a picture with the dad, the mom, and then Jake T. Austin reposted and was like, can't wait to get back with the fam. Where's Harper, though? Well, she, she, have, I know she's a nurse, and I know that she has a podcast. I was about to say, they also have a podcast. So that would be awkward if Harper didn't come back. I feel like she has to, She right? has to come back. But again, to what you were saying, though, do we need that reboot right now? Like, it feels so recent to me. But either way, like, I do think that we have a warped, sense, like, 2008 to me, I feel very vivid memories of. I think, again, I listened to a lot of songs from 2008, so it feels very recent to me, but then it was how many years ago? 16? That's disgusting. That doesn't sound real to me. Oh my gosh. I Yeah, that's crazy. 16. That's a, a, a person uh, can drive if they were born in 2008. Okay, that's, <laughs> let's move. I can't think okay, about these years. <laughs> um, thank you. Next. With all these reboots that we've listed, I mean, other ones include The Little Mermaid, Harry Potter, He's All That with Addison Ray, How I Met Your Father. But why so many? Why do you think they're so, I feel like they're constantly just churning them out? I mean, I... I get it. Like, even with my TikTok for you page right now, all of that stuff is literally from 2019, arguably very recent. But there's something I love about just watching it and feeling transported back to that time period. I do think that all of these shows have that aspect of, like, they had a very strong fan base. Like, Wizards of Waverly Place, sure, do I think it's very soon? Yeah. Am I going to watch it? Hell yeah. 
Because I loved the show and I would love to feel what it felt like to watch those storylines again. But does it ever live up to the? I mean, I feel like you're always disappointed. Like, you with will gossip. Be. So, like, I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, they're rebooting something because they know that the market exists and they know that the audience will come. And they're bringing back these huge actors, especially for yeah. the Wizard series. Like, people are going to want to watch it. Is it going to be successful? I don't think that they care that much. Because I feel like iCarly is a really good example of it, where I feel like there was a lot of hype of the iCarly reboot. And I do see clips of it on TikTok every now and then. Ready in five. I'm Carly. Four. Three. is going to be taking a break. Welcome to the new iCarly. We'll help however we can. I'm really glad to hear you say that. Damn it. <laughs> but number one, it's on Paramount Plus, which I don't have. Nobody has. I only got Who it for the good that? wife. <laughs> right. So I, number one, I think that's an interesting choice for a streaming service because they would have yes. had a wider outreach if they were on like Netflix or something. But even then, whoever has Paramount Plus, I feel like they're not talking about the show that much. Like, I feel like the hype is maybe there at the start and then it kind of dwindles, which I don't know. Yeah. It says, speaks a lot to our attention span these days, too. But I don't know. I feel like they could do like a reunion special, but it doesn't need to be like a 10 episode it, series. Exactly. Or multiple season series. And it's interesting the difference between the reboots where they bring back the cast and the reboots where there's nobody from the original cast. Like, yeah. HBO Max's reboot of. Gossip Girl, it's not like Serena and Blair came back and they're adults now raising kids. It's a totally different, they have similar aspects of it and similar settings, but it's a totally different thing. And that was like canceled after two seasons. I liked it. I watched it. Did I think it was great TV? No, but it was totally different versus like Raven's Home, which had Raven as the star still has been going on for five years and Fuller House lasted for a good four seasons, I think. I feel like... I more so support the ones where the original actors come back same. because you're following the same storyline. If you're creating like an entirely different show on the same premise, I don't like I get the nostalgic aspect, but I I feel like I'm not completely on board. I I, I feel like High School Musical, the musical, the series is an interesting example <laughs> of like, well, I guess Corbin Blue technically came back eventually. Do you yeah. watch this? It's okay. I watched the first season. I loved the first season. The first season was great, but it was one of those things where I was like, why? Like, but like, why are we in East High again? I think I people like, like you said, I think there's, they know the characters, they know the setting, they don't have to learn too much. It's all just there. Yeah. Like they know that, oh, I already know what this is going to be about. I just want to see the new stories with the characters. Mm -hmm. um, so audiences are lazy. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> is that what we're saying? I think audiences like to be lazy once in a while. Yeah. yeah not every show that I people watch is a reboot. I mean, if you do only watch reboots, slay, good for you. But you, every now and then it's like, oh, that's why we rewatch shows. I've rewatched The Good Wife three times. I've rewatched Glee four times. So we just like that, that familiarity. This week, we'll be talking about... Two specific reboots in general, 90210 and Dynasty. Whoa. 
I will start us off with 90210. Kel, if you go to that frat party, you can get burned. You have to quit the new evolution. They're brainwashing you. That was so spooky. This whole reboot has me so stressed. So this was a CW reboot that aired, it began in 2008. And it was a reboot of a show of a similar name, Beverly Hills 90210, that aired in the 90s. And it followed the similar premise of the old show where these siblings and this family moves from, in the old show it was Minnesota, I think, and in this reboot it's Kansas. They moved to Beverly Hills to kind of start a new life, I think because one of their parents got a job and they're just introduced to a lifestyle and a life that's totally different than the one that they came from in the Midwest. The reboot uh, has Annie and Dixon Wilson, who moved from Kansas, and their dad, who's from Beverly Hills, is a new principal at the school, West Beverly Hills High School, a.k.a. West Bev. The mom is played by Lori Laughlin. I've talked about this before. I love Lori Laughlin. Moving on, I watched this show, I think, in 2017, because it used to be on Hulu, and I was like, oh, like this looks kind of cool, like a teen drama, loved it, hooked. And then I rewatched it recently over this past winter break and loved it, hooked. And I did a little Instagram poll on my story to see if other people liked it. And I got more responses than I've ever gotten. People said, love, addicting, love, perfection, major. The Meghan Markle cameo, we'll get to that later. A wild ride and necessary to name some of the responses. So people like our age liked it. And every all of my friends that watched it did not watch the original. I started the original. It's good. It's just so different. It's a different vibe when you're watching a show in the 90s. It's like when you watch a horror movie from the 70s. Yeah, to them it would be scary. But now it's like, what is this? Have you seen this show? I have seen this show. I So I watched this... I think I was far too young to watch it. I might have been 12. Whoa. Like, I was very early to the game here. I also have older siblings, so that's like kind of how I got into this. I remember absolutely loving the show because of how dramatic it was. I was also very into Degrassi. I don't know if you ever watched that. I never did. This felt similar to me in that you watch the show and you're like, is this what high school is going to be like? It's not, <laughs> thank God, but it was like crazy to watch. Yeah, my I loved Navid. He was I loved him. One of my favorite he's characters. The best. I mean, it, no issues with him. I don't think. No, it, like, he's just so he's like, just a good guy. Sweet the entire time. I loved his relationship. Well, re- well whatever he had with Adriana, that I was love a, Adriana. a mess. I also was obsessed with Adriana in a way, and I I don't know. I really loved this entire show. I never watched the original, though. I didn't either until my second rewatch. I was like, I'm watching the show for the second time. Maybe I should try the first one because maybe it's also really good because it lasted for 10 years and had a bunch of other spinoffs and started it, like I said, didn't love it. But one thing that I noticed and that I noticed before was in the first season of the reboot, they have some original cast members to kind of market it towards the people who watched the show in the 90s and to people who are new like us watching it. So Jenny Garth, who played Kelly Taylor in the original one, played the guidance counselor at the school now that she attended. And then there were some guest stars like Shannon Doherty and Tori Spelling. So they kind of sprinkled it in to kind of make it 
appetizing, I guess, to people of all ages, which I thought was an interesting kind of trick to like pull people in and then they can stay if they want, but at least they're going to watch the first few episodes just to see their old favorites. And, um, but then that kind of ended after season one. They, mm-hmm. Those people kind of left. And the producer said, quote, the show tried to be a lot of things to a lot of people in its first season. But she said, continued, I think the center lies with the generation of kids that are in high school now. So they kind of realized that, oh, we were marketing this to people who were at that point older. And but they're like, oh, the the people who are going to make this show a hit are going to be the people who are living in high school now, which I thought is quite the uh, the tactic for uh, marketing a reboot. Yeah, I agree. I think it's I think it was smart because I think if you start this entirely new show without having the old old I don't want to say the old people in that's what I was about to say and that felt wrong without having the people from the original on I don't know I do think it gives you some type of uh credibility to have the original people kind of sign off on this and be like hey you might be thinking why are we bringing this to the 2000s you might be upset that we're doing this but hey we were part of the original one And we're happy to also be involved in this. And I I think I really do respect that. But then I think that's why when it comes to something like Gossip Girl, and I'm not completely familiar if any of the original people are involved in any way, but that's when I think it gets kind of murky. Because there was an original creation, and I do think that some fidelity has to remain with the original. And especially with a fan base as loyal as the older 90210 fan base is very loyal to that show no um, for sure almost it's like a seal of approval like when we talked about making documentaries about or shows about serial killers to get that same approval from the family means a lot and it's kind of like not to compare serial killers to these shows but when you're watching them and you're young with the originals they are kind of like a family and you want to make sure that oh like mom and dad say this is okay i don't want to watch something that like if they ever made a glee reboot we'd have to get diana agron's stamp of approval like I'm not going to watch something that the Glee cast doesn't doesn't subscribe to and they did actually make a documentary about Glee and all the horrible things that have happened tragedies from that show and none of the cast signed off on it and so I never watched it so I haven't seen it either yeah guess I will not ever watch never it never watch it yeah so that kind of leads us to the other show that we want to talk about Dynasty now Dynasty doesn't have any of the original actors as part of the show, but the creators are also executive producers on this. So I do think that that kind of fidelity remains there um, in a really important way for me. For a very brief uh, summary, because again, when I feel like when we get to these soap opera type shows, there's no succinct way there's to describe no way to what happens. to summarize the crazy <laughs> plot. I was Denver. I missed the heat. Trust me, it wasn't as hot without you here. Straight to the manor. I'm open to a detour. Oil corporations, business people, uh, deception, money, drama, murder? Whoa, they should have they hired me for that. They should have. Uh, but basically, rival families, uh, people within the family wanting to get to the top, be the CEO, dad stepping down, Liz Gillies, who I have talked about, is uh, Fallon Carrington. She wants to be the successor, be the next boss of the company. And we kind of just see how all of these dynamics unfold. Um, A little bit succession-esque, 
Uh, I was going to say, wanna, yeah. if you don't know it, it's the CW's version of a, of a teen drama of succession. Exactly. So I feel like that gives enough background there. I love the show. Again, never saw the original, but it, there was just so, so much that happens in the first season. I mean, people die immediate not immediately but I just I don't think I was ever really into soap operas but Dynasty and like 90210 kind of these were kind of my first intros into this world of TV that I don't usually consume and boy did it consume me the writers of both of these shows were not afraid to take risks on treacherous roads exactly the storylines are crazy. And one thing with Dynasty that was crazier to me is the cast changes. How many <laughs> crystals did we have? And then when... Well, uh, Crystal dies and then a doppelganger exists Crystal, apparently. and then the actress left and there was a new actress that came yeah. in for the last season. And then same with Fallon's mom. I'm blanking on her name, but she started out as Nicolette Sheridan. And then Liz Gillies plays her own mother. Yep. And then there's that... Oh, what's her name? The, the woman from The Parent Trap comes in to play the end of it. I'm like, whoa, it's like crazy. All the, it was hard to follow hard sometimes. Hard to follow. But so, Fallon, you're right. Fallon is so I funny. I love Fallon. And the fashion from that show is amazing. The fashion was fantastic. I used to actually watch or like read fashion blogs breaking down a lot of Fallon's outfits because everything she wore was absolutely incredible. Uh, I just love everything Liz Gillies does. But when it comes to a fidelity of this show, I... Did some research into the original Dynasty and this one. Obviously, I feel like the original Dynasty, we can kind of suspect it was pretty monotonous <laughs> cast-wise. And when it comes to the reboot, they made a lot of changes. One of the the stepmom, Crystal, she is Latina. I think it's important. I really liked that Fallon, who's a woman, she's like trying to take over the company, which is very exciting. Uh, her brother Stephen is gay. And apparently in the original, I don't know if you knew this, the tension between the dad and Stephen was the fact that he was gay. Like, that was the plot point. But in hmm. the 2017 version, it's just kind of accepted. It doesn't matter that he's gay and they've accepted it. And the tension comes from the fact, actually, that Stephen is anti-fracking and the dad is like super into fracking and is a horrible <laughs> businessman. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, that's what the tension should be. Stephen is deeply liberal and that's antithetical to his dad's values. But the fact that he's gay does not matter. And I think that that's a really great change in bringing a show back from the... I was going to just say the 1900s because that's kind of what it is. Uh, but that makes it sound a lot older than it is. Uh, bringing a show back from the 1900s into a, in the 2000s, I think it's important to do that. And it's really, yeah, I really like what they did with the show, knowing how it was initially. And with Dynasty, that reboot, it didn't feel like they were putting in those diverse things, especially like making um, the other wealthy family Black and exactly. sprinkling those things. It didn't feel like, oh, you're doing this just to add people in. Like, I know that a lot of people said that the Sex in the City reboot and just like that, they just felt like they were just adding in, oh, let's add a non-binary person. Let's add in, oh, they're going to have a trans child and blah, blah. Like, it just made it seem it lost kind of like that, the 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 soul of the older show. It just felt like, oh, you're just trying to check off these boxes. And I feel like Dynasty... It didn't feel forced. It was so natural it was very throughout natural. the entire thing. 
on you, Aiden, say nostalgia makes you feel in the context of any of this? I think for these two shows in particular, because I didn't watch the original, I don't feel super nostalgic watching them, especially because they're not like set in a different decade. Well, oh yeah, they are set in a different decade. At least 90210 was. But it's not like taking me back to my childhood when I would watch them because I watched them when I was a child. But if I watch another show like... I'm sure when I if I try the Wizards of Waverly Place show, it'll be like, oh, like, oh, this makes me like remember when I would stay up to watch Tuesdays at 7, 8 Central, like the new Wizards of Waverly Place episode and things like that. I'm a very nostalgic person in general. I feel like I, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but I love photo albums. I love looking at old pictures from my childhood or my parents when they were younger or things are looking back at memories, Snapchat memories from high school. I'm just, I love reminiscing about the past and being like, oh, like the good old days. And then thinking back, oh no, Aiden, those weren't good. Like you're just looking back at them with the rose colored lens and watching a show that I watched when I was younger and maybe with a couple new people. Well, I don't know. It's it's fun to relive those moments and be silly like that. Yeah, I, I love that. I love nostalgia. I'm very similar in that I, I don't know, I go down rabbit holes of looking at super old photos. Like you said, I have my iPod 5 still from, it would have been, I think, 7th, 8th, and ninth grade is what it contains. And oh my God. God, is it horrendous for me to go through the contents of that thing. Just photos. I have screenshots of, like, texts with my friends. And <laughs> and then I'll read things that I've said or, like, drama about crushes. And I'm like, I can't believe I am the same person as the person who's speaking here. And I love that feeling as much as I hate it. Because I'm like, that was me. I love it so much. And I do really like when shows are rebooted. Obviously, it doesn't always turn out the way you want, but it still brings you back to this time that you can't really go back to. And I think it's really cool that a show or specific actors and characters and places like Waverly Place, they can bring you back to a specific moment in your life. And I, whatever medium that is, whether it's through a photo, through a movie, a show. For me, music does that a lot, too. I love to listen to old playlists I've made growing up. Uh, I don't know. There's just something comforting about returning to a time when we were children. There's a sense of innocence, I think, that we felt at that time. It is nice to go back to those times. It's it's like a time capsule. <laughs> These shows are a time capsule, and it when when my mom would drive me and my brother to school every day, we would listen to 70s and 80s music. And when I was little, I was like, can you please turn on, like, the top 40 hits, please? And she just liked jamming out to the older music from when she was younger. And I'm like, I, now I totally get that. Most of the music that I listen to, even though, again, we're not old, it's like that mid-2000, 2010s hits, because it, it's just what I like. And so I'll be driving my kids to school listening to Britney Spears and... Lady Gaga, and they'll be like, please turn on Bimbop, and it's just going to be a bunch of techno music, and I'm going to be like, no, back in the day, we just used auto-tune. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. No, I do, I often tell my friends, 2009 is the best year of music, and I think I'm forever going to stand by that, and I want to be in 2009 forever, I Me think. too. I don't even, yeah, 
That was a good. That was a great Christmas for me. I remember that Christmas. Really? That was the Christmas that I found out that. Spoiler alert: Santa's not real. Whoa! But I got a great digital camera, which okay. I still use until it broke a year ago. Not a long life. It did have a long life, a long shelf Shout life. Shout out to that camera. Um, but speaking of technology, one last point that I want to make that you kind of reminded me of when you go back to your old iPod. I keep all of my old phones because I, it's hard for me to let go of things. And every time that I'm home, I charge them all and I turn them all on because it's like it stopped in time from the day that I got a new phone and synced it so I can go back my text from that day. Snapchat, I went to my one from, I think it was ninth grade, Snapchat looked like it did in 2015, like the same update. I had Snapchats that I could, I couldn't open them. It just said load, load. But I had, who was Snapchatting me on that day? Like it's the most amazing time capsule and it's, I don't know, it gives me chills to like be like, wow, like that was your phone. That that's who you were communicating with. And now look at look at me now. Mm-mm, mm, mm-mm, another mm-mm, another mm-mm. classic from 2010. I on my iPod touch, guys, I don't mean to flex. I still have Flappy Bird <gasps> on my iPod touch. And you can play it for a little bit and then it'll completely crash because he took it off of the app store. Yeah. It shouldn't exist, but I never deleted it. And I still have it. That, is, that should go in a museum one day. I Hey, that's why I'm keeping it. <laughs> I'm like, this is going to be worth a lot of money one day, guys. One day they'll be like, I need to find some person out there who still has Flappy Bird downloaded. And it's going to be me. Oh, Mike, hold on to that. Hold, Treasure yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Hold so, it close to your heart. You heard it here first. You did. <laughs> oh, <laughs> makes me want to go watch. Go watch an old movie from my childhood tonight. Yeah. No, I'll just watch Real Houses in New Jersey, but... Uh, yeah, I'm sure you will. <laughs> that sounds about right. But what makes you guys, our listeners, nostalgic? Let us know. And follow us on socials while you're at it on Instagram and TikTok. Share your thoughts with us about this episode or other episodes at banterly at immigrantlypod.com. And engage with us on our socials at ImmigrantlyPod on Instagram and at ImmigrantlyPodcast on TikTok. Banterly is produced by Shay Yu, written by us, the co-hosts, Aditi Misra and Aidan Taylor. The executive producer and editorial review is done by Sadia Khan. Our sound designer and editor is Steve Martin. The Banterly theme music is by Simon Hutchinson. And additional music is by Epidemic Sound. See y'all next week. week.